Hello and welcome to the Delphian podcast. Delphian is an artist-led nomadic gallery focusing on emerging and early career artists. Each episode will feature a different art world practitioner, from artists and gallerists to collectors and curators. If you liked today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Hello and welcome to the new episode of the Delphian podcast. I'm Nick J.S. Thompson, and with me as always, like a breath of fresh air, is Benjamin <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> Hello. So joining us today is Paintal Nettle Grelia, who, as well as being Hector Campbell's judges pick in our 2019 Open Call Winners exhibition, is also showing with, with us in a two-person show alongside artist George Lloyd-Jones Lloyd this spring. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 So for those that might not know you, um, just explain a little bit about yourself and your work. Uh, ooh, uh, where to start? Um, I'm a painter. I work in a studio in Stroud, which is near Bristol. Um, use oil paints, figurative kind of painting, and it's very sort of like hot Mediterranean colours because I used to live in Spain. Um, so big influence from there and big influence from time living in Cornwall as well. So lots of amazing sunsets there. So a lot of light and people. Mm. And empty landscapes. Who are these people? <laughs> uh, they're really just a big mixture of friends, family, kind of drawings that I've done of lots of people just like quickly that I might take one part from one drawing and another from another to create the people that are in the pictures. And then they're often sort of also quite kind of dressed in in sort of clothes that I wish I had (laughs) 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 or like I did a painting the other day that I'd seen this like really 70s sort of um like you know the colors of like the TFL seating Mm. yeah yeah those kind of colors in a shirt amazing and from that just there was a whole painting in that so it can be from anything really and also hairstyles that I wish I had the balls to get She should do it. I know, I should. I'm going to shave my head next, but it's, I was about to do it last week, but then it was so cold. <laughs> yeah, it's not the time of year. Not, not the right time of year at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bold move too, because uh, have you done it before? Mm-mm. So you don't know what shape your head is? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to look like a potato, but it doesn't really matter because it'll grow back. It'll grow back. Yeah. Just, wear, <laughs> just wear a hat. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we missed off our, big, our biggie that we ask everyone. Oh yeah. What's that? Why are you an artist? What do you mean? What 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 is that? Have you not listened to anything? I have. I have. <laughs> I just thought it was something else. Right. Why um, are you an artist? Why am I an artist? Mm, both my parents are artists. Oh, nice. And some of my grandparents as well. So I guess it's more like going into the sort of family business. Like if we were all farmers, then I'd be a farmer. Just I didn't really know what else I would do, and I love it, obviously. Um, but yeah, my siblings are all in the arts as well. Um, even my youngest, she's like 11 years old and she writes novels. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure what else I would have done. So have you always been creative as well? Yeah, definitely always been creative. My mum's a painter, so I used to spend a lot of time in her studio. That was always my favourite place to be in the house. And I like, always loved oil paints. I was just fascinated with them, like, the smell of them and the texture and... Like, the smell of them on jeans, specifically. So my mum used <laughs> wow. to pick us up from school and smell, like, oil paint on, in, on her jeans. You'd and smell I just her loved jeans. it. <laughs> yeah. So now I just love having really painted jeans. <laughs> Your jeans you're wearing today are very paintless. 
I know, these are my going to London jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Was there one moment that made you realise you're an artist, even when you were, when you were really young? Oh. My godmother, who is also an artist, she's a sculptor, gave me a really basic set of like water-based oil paints for a birthday when I must have been like 12 or something. Mm. And it was, uh, my birthday coincided with open studios, local open studios. And my mum was obviously putting stuff up all up around our house. And I did a few oil paintings, my first little ones on like little bits of Mount Board or something. And I put them up as so well. So was your first was exhibition. So proud of myself. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, like probably about 12. Oh, nice. And um, I think one of my mum's mates bought one for like, I don't know, a couple of quid. And I was like, this is it. This is how I'm going to live now. Nice. At what so. point in your career did you begin to think, this is actually going to be my career right. and Ooh. this is possible? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm starting to feel that now a little bit more um, in terms of actually being able to support myself as an artist and just do that. Um, and I've sort of started to touch wood. Um, be able to kind of float along long enough, you know, yeah. from <laughs> random payment to random payment to mm. be able to rent a good studio and stuff like that. So I guess around now. Wow. Have you got any tips, so for anyone who might be listening, of how to best try and orchestrate that? Or how to deal with it? Well, <clears throat> I, I went about it in a way that is probably quite different to a lot of people in that George Lloyd-Jones and I... Um, started living in a vehicle once we left university because we knew that that would enable us more stability than trying to rent and trying to rent studios and things. So we did that for a financial reason, really. Um, so if there's any way you can find to cut living costs, I, I've always found that to be a good way to then be able to spend more time making work that doesn't necessarily need to generate an income. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously living in a truck is, like, one of those ways. Um, not living in London straight away, probably. <laughs> um, I've actually only lived in London when I was a teenager for a little bit, so it's not really ever been part... Like, I've not done that as an artist, so, yeah. but I imagine that's... It's hard work. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that living outside of London, do you think it makes it harder to, to uh, operate as an artist, as a career? Um... Yes, in some ways, in that you, I sometimes get that thing where you feel like everybody else in London who's making and who's exhibiting the artists all seem to know each other and they all seem to be going to the same shows and meeting one another and that's such an integral part of kind of getting yourself out there. Um, that can be quite overwhelming and especially when I lived in Spain and Cornwall because I was so far away. Whereas now I'm close enough that I can travel up and, and get a bit more involved. But then there's there's the internet. So it's much easier than it was when my parents were my age and they left London after university. Um, so in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, it's definitely cheaper not to live in London. So mm. And there's probably more studios outside of London available. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't... Yeah, I, I don't, I've felt some pressure to be in London more, but I have never felt like I had to be here to be an artist. Yeah. So I suppose you, you uh, weighed up what's more important, having a house or having a studio, and yeah. you chose studio. Chose studio. Do you think that kind of um, 
almost maybe a little bit reckless dedication mm. to the idea of being an artist is yeah. something that's essential to success. Yeah, maybe. I think there's definitely like a... I feel like a lot of the artists I know are okay with the instability and they're okay. They've kind of come to terms with the idea that things are going to fluctuate and if you can't sort of ride that and not kind of go too high with the highs and too low with the lows, then you're probably going to struggle more. Um, And in that, yeah, I think for us, it didn't feel reckless at the time though because we were doing it together. So that's another thing, sticking in packs of artists if you can. Because if you get a studio with other people or you join a collective or something like that, then you're going to have more of a support network. Um, So I think stuff like that's really important as well. Do you have a plan B? (laughs) Uh, Dog walking. (laughs) (laughs) I think not having a plan B is a very good um, thing to spur you on to succeeding at something. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're probably right, actually. I sometimes think, yeah, I'd be totally screwed, actually, if I just... I don't know. Uh, I like hand painting like letters, so maybe painting signs. I've always really liked. When I lived in Spain, there were always like there was a huge billboard near our where we had our residency, and there was always this old man like painting the most beautiful, huge hand hand painted lettering. <laughs> so I could do that maybe. Mm. It's kind of still painting though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. So talking about um, George, mm. we've got a show. We do. Coming I'm up. so excited. So what have you got planned for us? Well, actually, I'm going down to Cornwall this weekend to go and stay with George and use my old studio I used to share with him to do um, some collaborations. Cool. <laughs> so I'm hoping that's going to go well. We've done some before, and um, they went quite well. But usually, the thing is with George and I is that we work really well together, but when we paint together, the best ones have been when we weren't getting on that well. (laughs) (laughs) So, Because I think we both have to relinquish control when we're painting, so it sort of evens us out and we're quite polite with each other. Whereas if we're getting on really well, I don't know how that's going to go. So I might have to start a little fight first. Yeah, go down and cause some chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like send him an inflammatory text before I get down there. Please do, yeah. <laughs> if the show is going to be stronger, yeah, please follow up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be so fun. So what, What's it like working so closely with someone? And do your works ever seem to converge? Or? Yeah, I think they have. I think at the moment, not so much. Um, I think, I mean, that's why we chose the title Common Ground, because we were trying to figure out what brings our work together at the moment. And a lot of it's the differences that bring it together. But I think um, in the past, our work's been more similar. I mean, we were taught at the same university and we were also taught at the same school by George's dad. Um, so we've kind of had exactly the same people sort of showing us what art is all the way through and then we've also shared our studios all the way up until now so um, there's definitely ins and outs that are the same Mm. Um, but yeah I think I think we at the moment not so much I think we're quite different at the moment apart from colour and light so have your work started to diverge since you stopped living together and sharing a studio I don't know I think it would be I'm I don't know how easily I can see because I'm I'm in it but I think um 
even when I was sharing a studio with him, our work started to go slightly differently. I think we were starting to find our voices in our work a bit more and realise that what we're making work about isn't the same as one another. So it's going to have a different outcome. Um, so <coughs> it's hard to pinpoint where exactly. I painted vegetables for like the first couple of years after I left university and then started to get a lot more confidence in painting figure whilst I was in Spain, but didn't really kind of go for it seriously until a couple of years ago when I was in Cornwall. And maybe even last year, just before I started the, did the open call with you guys actually. Um, so that's when I think I started to look at, I got this little book of color that's, I think it's in Chinese, but it's just got incredible little color combinations in it. And I started off just taking three colours and trying to just paint a picture of a figure using only those three colours because I was getting so overwhelmed by how to use colour and how to paint portraits and how to not be fiddly. So I did that and that's kind of sent me off in the direction I'm in now, whereas George works completely differently. He whacks everything on and then sort of pulls it through. Um, yeah, we've got very different styles of working. That was a really long-winded answer. <laughs> so you mentioned um, colour. Um, yeah. How do you select your colour? Can you explain a little bit about the importance of colour in your work? Um, colour is really important. And I select it by using that book, for example, yeah. which I've been suggesting to loads of friends recently and I actually bumped into um, somebody at the Whitechapel today who's just just bought it. Okay. Um, but also things like... I really love sort of 70s -y, like the TFL yeah. textiles. They're like a big source of inspiration for me. They're enough, like, I don't paint anything that looks like the TFL textiles, but the colour selections that they have there are just... Mm. Um, so I like the sort of um, fluorescent-y sort of bright oranges or reds with like a sort of neutral brown and I usually put the ground down first as a sort of fluorescent orange or red or yellow and then everything that you put on top just sort of zings so I just kind of use combinations that work that way. So do, is your starting point for a painting always colour or, or, or is it say texture or f the figure or? One big flat colour and then lots of drawing. Oh sorry I mean in terms of like what it is you're gonna oh. make. I will look through my sketchbooks and, and it's figure. Um, it's just figure as a vehicle for colour and vehicle for sort of textiles and expressions on faces, I think, <laughs> really. And yeah, shapes. I love all the, uh, the negative spaces between figures and between their bits of limb and things. And so like maybe even hopefully if getting to a point where if you sort of blur your eyes out it's just a load of shapes and colours um, but I think I'm still quite fiddly so I'm not sure if that happens yet <laughs> What are your interests besides art? Dogs Alright, um, that was enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> Well it's because I was just saying hello to Betty um, I've got two dogs and I've also, I was just telling Nick I've got a lot of um, friends and family's dogs who spend a lot of time in my studio so dogs um, walking, I spend a lot of time outside, and I, hmm, I don't really know what else I do. 
Do you do much sketching? And yeah, I do a lot of drawing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not whilst I'm out walking. I do a lot of thinking and talking out loud when I'm to walking. To yourself? To myself, or I've got a couple of friends I walk with quite regularly in quite a serious way. Hmm. Um, but yeah, when I lived in Spain, we lived in the olive groves, and we would I would just go out for hours with all the dogs. We had loads of like foster dogs and farm dogs then and I would just go out and talk to the trees <laughs> <laughs> so when you're talking to yourself yes what are you talking about oh anything you know I might be singing or or having just a bit of a rant or having quite a nice conversation or I might be practicing a conversation <laughs> over and over in my head you know how that goes yeah um so it could be absolutely anything or just having a bit of a shout you know, I read the other day that some people just don't have like an internal. Mo- I monologue. saw that, yeah. on the, and then I sent that to George because I was sure that George would be the kind of one of the people who doesn't have one, but yeah. he does. So a few people replied to that post and yeah. said, "said I don't have one." And it's like people I know, and it's very surprising. Does it match up? Oh yeah, sorry. So um, basically, and this is going to blow your minds if you haven't heard of it already. Some people have like an internal monologue inside their brains that they basically talk in their own voice inside their heads and to people who have that that's totally normal but then some people just don't and they think in like abstract concepts and not in words and to them people having this internal monologue blows their minds (laughs) it's absolutely wild and i did an instagram poll and basically like i think about 25 percent of people just don't think in words are the people who don't think in words can now you know that about them can you see that in your sort of like interactions with them no like, i don't think so their personalities or any there's not like a trait well actually so one person i i do know um she said that um it makes sense to her that i do have the narrative i don't mm. know what that means um but yeah no it's super odd i still can't quite understand it it's like how i imagine if you imagine like a dog like yeah. walking around thinking about stuff, but it's not thinking in words. Mm. Yeah. I don't understand how that works. In just reactions. Suddenly, yeah, just suddenly goes, food. Or, yeah, but I'm it hungry doesn't or, say food or no, hungry. Oh, or, God, yeah. It's exactly. Mind, it's such a mind I cannot tender. understand it. <laughs> but then, these people who don't have these the monologues, they can't understand... I don't know. Mm. That is weird. Yeah. Then if you think about people who are bilingual or try, like, and they learn to... Speak think in their heads in a different language but then if they're also doing that in concepts not words yeah mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like if they dream in a in a different language oh, yeah. to their to their like first language <laughs> yeah well that's apparently when you become fluent in another language isn't it when you start oh, really? having dreams in your, the other language oh mm. when you when you can tell you're properly fluent wow wow you learn something new every day. We've got very sidetracked. I don't know how we've, don't know how we've gotten to that. And now I don't know where we go from it. Uh, um, question, any let's question. Let's just pick a question. So who or what is your greatest source of inspiration and why? Oh, Painting-wise, John D. Graham at the moment. I don't even know who that is. Who is that? Uh, loads of people don't. I think he was um, around the same sort of time, if not just before Arshel Gorky. People like that. He paints these, like, there's one painting that's like, these two sisters and they're both doing cross-eyes and they both got mouths at that. That's not going to translate very well to the audio recording. For the audio, they've got their mouths open and their teeth are all on display and it's sort of like, I don't know, it's just a bit skew-if. And they don't look particularly... it's It's a bit comedic and it's a bit weird. They're like weird sisters. 
and I think one of them's got a boob out and one of them's holding a pigeon but the co- <laughs> but then the colours are really flat and then there's sort of some really nice drawing of sort of lacy swirly bits of clothing on them as well I just like the shapes I think <laughs> have you done a painting called sister or something to do with sister I paint my sister a lot my sister yeah my sister she an artist as well I'd imagine she's a fashion she does fashion and on a side note two days ago Anne Marie who is a pop star I think wore a dress to the Brits that my sister made for her oh nice I know she's only just graduated from uni wow so proud of her yeah she's doing really well so but she she's got this like alter ego name slash what she designs under that's called Pearl Whipkill. Shout so out. shout out Pearl Whipkill. Um she um is like a she's a muse for me because mm. she's just so cool. She changes her hair all the time. She's always loads of funny colours. She wears really extreme clothing and I just find her so inspirational. And so yeah she's if I can't paint then I just do a painting of her and then it sort of sets me off again. Do you ever paint yourself? occasionally I used to more when I was lacking in people I think some of the probably some of the people in my paintings have elements of myself in them but I'm not that interested in myself as a subject really so do you draw from life all the time or do you sometimes work from photographs or? life photos memories I, I love memories. drawing from memory or like memory slash imagination sort of like emotional states that's the trickiest approach of all I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or like I might see some eyes that I really like and then I might just sort of try and draw the eyes and then like they might be sort of rolling up in their head or looking really to the side and then that might just go really well with a sort of gormless looking open mouth or something. so they're kind of composites of many people yeah 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 I really like how when you go down the street you can see sort of themes and faces like if somebody's got a certain type of nose, it often goes with a certain shape of mouth, and I just think that's yeah, it's really like you. Could, it's like a sort of what's the those like gambling machines that are just rolling and you get one like, arm like a oh like a so one arm bandit right the yeah. ones that roll yeah. yeah I like those and then I just think of those as like selecting faces, and then that's how I think of my drawings. <laughs> Do you think that anyone can learn to draw? Or yeah, oh yeah, oh god, something yeah. that comes from somewhere else? Yeah, 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 definitely. I was at the pub the other night and we ended up having an impromptu drawing class and the and it was one of those, you know those life drawing classes where you've got to not look at the page yeah. or get mm. your pencil on. All the people there who never draw and said that they couldn't do it did the best drawings. Oh really? Yeah, oh I forgot, yeah, definitely. Because all the people who were confident in drawing were just sticking to how they knew how to yeah. draw. Mm. Whereas the ones that were just kind of like, screw it, I'm going to go for it, they were great. Mm. And it's so fun seeing people suddenly understand that drawing's really fun and freeing. Yeah, anyone can definitely draw. I think a lot of people don't draw because they think, oh, I can't draw. Yeah. And then that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because you'll never be able to draw if you don't practice drawing. Exactly. But if you get them at the pub and give them a few pints and then get loads of pens and paper out, problem solved. Inhibitions are dropped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually going to start a drawing club at the pub with oh, my friend, cool. Bella. Um, we're going to start making it a regular thing. Nice. Mm. It's going to be so fun. You studied art, right? Yeah, at Brighton. What did you... Was it fine art? Yeah, yeah. They've got... They're split up into painting, sculpture, sculpture and performance and all those things. So 
it was very that's that attracted me because I knew I wanted to paint predominantly even when I was on my foundation but you could still cross over quite a bit um so I could do some printmaking or whatever um but yeah it was it when was did you graduate did you ever overlap with Miranda Forrester do you know her? I'm not sure. I, I graduated in 2015. I think she graduated fairly recently. Mm. Yeah, I don't. We mustn't not have then. There were a couple of people like Jake Gruel was the year below me, ah, and okay. Michaela year with Dan. Who's Michaela? Um, on Instagram, she's artist and gal. Oh right, yeah, that does ring well. Yeah, in fact, she's the one I bumped into earlier, who's just bought that color book. Um, so there were quite a few cool people. George was there as well. He was in the above me. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a really good place to be. Mm. I do actually, now that I think of it, I do see like a, some similarities at least between you, Jake, George yeah. and mm. Miranda. Do you reckon? Yeah. Like I think a group show with the four of you would work. I'm in. Definitely. Yeah. I wonder if it's something to do with where you studied or who Possibly. you studied under. Maybe. Or... I mean, painting at, at uni at Brighton, it was okay to paint, whereas I think... Some of my mates who were at other unis around that time were quite heavily discouraged from painting. So there was quite a strong figurative theme coming out of Brighton then. Um, so it might be that. But also maybe, yeah, maybe, I can't really recall if any of our tutors were particularly figurative. Tom Hammock was one of our tutors. He's quite a figurative painter. I don't think I know that name. Oh, he's quite good. I shall Google. Yeah, have a look. I think you'd like him, actually. He does a lot of really big prints as well. Um, but, yeah, I'd love to show with Jake in particular. We talk about having a show together quite a lot. So mm. if you want to do it. <laughs> uh, well, you were both in our open course. Yeah, yeah, but we were thinking of a more... What was it? What were you saying? Oh, yeah. You know the beers thing? Mm. We both got on the list for it. And then we, were, we dreamt up... Because there's so many people on the list for that. We dreamt up putting on an, is that a this show year? of yeah. Mm-hmm. We dreamt up putting on a show of all the people who didn't get in. Oh, like Salon de yeah. Refuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which You're assuming really that you fun. didn't get in, though, right? You well, I done. don't know yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if it well, even if I do get in, which would be amazing, I'd still like to do that show with Jake. It'd be really fun. Um, your drawings we talked about. Yeah. Um, are these kind of? Do you do these as um, studies for paintings, or do you ever exhibit these? Do you see these as artworks in the room, right? Um, I've exhibited. I exhibited some in like a local show in Stroud over Christmas time, and I am going to exhibit some at in a gallery in London in May. Um, what so gallery is that? One five five A. Cool. Shout out. Yeah, very excited about that. It's being curated by James Owens. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. There's just four of us. It'll be really fun. Who else is in it? Or are you not? Um, Pam Cloutman. Yeah. And Florence Maine. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really cool. She's really cool. Actually. That's three names, isn't it? Yeah, and me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that's going to be great. We're just going to do loads of really small things. Nice. Is that like a unifying theme? <sighs> we haven't really concluded that fully yet. Do you tend to work to themes? Because you did a show called Easy Peelers. I did, yeah. That one was... Oranges. Yeah, I love doing that. I I do actually really like to work to a theme. And that was really... I found it really freeing doing that because um, it was just... You just do it until it's done. And then when it's finished, you don't have to do it anymore. Mm. 
Whereas sometimes it feels like you're just endlessly working. You don't really know where it's going to start and finish and middle and end. So um, I do like that and I do like themes um, and I do like deadlines. <laughs> so do you, do you create collections rather than individual works? Yeah, I think so, especially with the smaller paintings that I do because I either tend to work really, really big or quite small. And the small ones, I just see them as kind of groups, clusters of work that either all go together or they kind of sit between the big ones as little moments that sort of like might be just like two hands holding in between two big ones or something like that. Um, so, I yeah, I do quite like doing those ones in groups. And I work on them really quickly all at the same time and just have loads on the wall and just go So how it. do you feel mm. about then when these collections are like broken up and some go to different shows and don't mind don't care get, <laughs> no. get them out get them out i don't mind about that at all because i'm the same yeah, get yeah rid. they just need to go i need more space in my studio so the more i can get rid of the better nice all right mm. biggie what would you change about the art world if you could <sighs> straight into it uh universities yeah in what way i well, I think they've just become much too financially driven and also, I don't know, I just hear from tutors that they're struggling, I hear from pupils that they're struggling, the fees are way too high, there's many less resources. I'm not sure, maybe going to university as an artist isn't even really a good idea anyway. No. So, oh, I don't know, maybe. Um, so that's not really the art world though, is it? That's the beginning. Oh, it's definitely part of it, sure. Yeah. I think, I think um, just accessibility in general, starting at universities and all the way through because of the financial aspect and the fact that most of the big unis are in London, um, it, just, it just sets a precedent, doesn't it, for who gets to join in. So how do we make it more accessible? <sighs> That's the, I don't know. More things like the Delphian Open Call, more things like... <laughs> well, I've done a lot of shout-outs I haven't heard of the Delphi <laughs> Open Call. <laughs> uh, and things like, I don't know, I'm, I'm doing a mentor programme at the moment at Shout Out Terps Banana. Oh, cool. Oh, um, nice. And that is... Are you a mentor or a mentee? I'm a mentee. Nice. Um, so I'm being menteed, toured by um, a really cool artist called Benjamin Senior. Shout-out. Shout out. <laughs> I can't help it. Maybe this is how we change the album. We just, just shout name everybody's drops. names that we think are really great. Who else is great? Oh, God, endless people. That's the thing. That's what's good about the internet and Instagram, um, in particular at the moment, that you can access all these great artists. Like, finding other artists is so exciting to me. All right, well, give me three shout-out names. Now. Oh, no, because I knew you were going to ask great? me this. <laughs> and great? I said to Michaela earlier, right, I'm going to ask one. who my favourite artists are, and I'm going to just blank. Um, Jake Gruel, already said him. You've, you've wasted one there, though, because he's already got a shout-out. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, who should people listening to this seek out? I've been looking at so many artists because I've been doing your... Um, takeover thing so there's just millions how can I pick one alright too long time yeah, up time's up <laughs> no one no, no one needs a shout <laughs> out nobody gets a shout out uh, shout outs only happen naturally yeah okay yeah they just need to <laughs> slip out yeah <laughs> so another big question we like to um, end on what advice would you give to an early career artist 
when they're first starting out? Um, take any opportunities you can get. and um, But going with that, don't take, don't get... Don't get taken advantage of, but that's quite hard how to do just you, tell somebody not to. How yeah. do you tell which um, opportunities are worthwhile and which ones are taking advantage of you? Uh, that's a really good question. Probably something you only can answer over time, mm. having experienced them. Um, I think if it's going to cost you and you're not in a position to pay that amount of money or time, then that's, and it's not necessarily going to benefit you enough to to outweigh the costs then then that's a good start i think i think i think it's being democratized more by people like you guys um shout out <laughs> i can't stop that's all right. um but but uh i don't i don't know i think talking to people and ask like somebody sent me a message today on instagram asking me how like for advice about your open call and like how to go about it about and, our open call yeah 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 oh, i think send them our way and that's what i said <laughs> i said they're so friendly just talk to them um and they were like well yeah but i'm still at uni and i just you know i don't know if i'm like i just want to give it my best shot and i was like well it's good that you're reaching out that shows that you want to talk about it with other artists and that's a really good place to start right and I said, just show them the best, the stuff you like the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that is really a great thing about about being an artist is that you can nerd out about art with other people and approach each other. What was the question? <laughs> what advice would you give to an early career artist? Talk to other artists, I guess. Talk to people who have done the things that you'd like to do, and ask them about it. Not in a naggy, annoying way, though, just in a kind of actually curious and mm. open way. Maybe another another little quick one that we should add to the uh, emergency ending questions. Mm. How did you, at, at the beginning of your career, start exhibiting? What did you do that... Um... Oh, I just did a lot of um, group shows in weird venues. Like, there was... A, there's an old shopping mall in my local hometown and we just there were empty shops and we just put shows on in there so you initiated them yeah yourselves. yeah just in little groups so a bunch of people from Brighton all came to stay with me in Stroud and we put a show on there and we did similar things in Brighton as well empty shops there's always somebody who is responsible for the empty shop and wants to fill it so if you can find them then you can ask them for the space, normally for free, if not just a little bit of money. And then you just put a kitty in and get a load of cheap beer and put the paintings up and you got yourself a show. So that's how we started, DIY. which I think is how most people start, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. That DIY. Yeah, yeah. Ethos is yeah, great. Yeah, it's really fun. Just had quite a lot of parties <laughs> <laughs> with art involved. Um, so stuff like that. Because then you practice all the good and bad bits about how you exhibit with other people and, and you, how you work with people. And then you practice on each other and then when it comes to other galleries, you sort of learn how to do it a bit and you're not just sort of, I don't know, completely clueless. Yeah. So, Amazing. Yeah. All right, that is the end. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>